Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's, What's up? Penn, are you ready? I am. I forgot to ask if you were ready. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, my gosh. Like, really? Like, because we're doing that thing where we're doing two episodes over a three-week window. Right. Which means it's been a while since I saw your pretty face. I know. You know. I which, put extra makeup is, on today. I, as always. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Yeah. It didn't go unnoticed. Well, these lashes don't do themselves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But no, seriously, like, I feel good. I feel I'm really excited. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? I'm excited and also, like, we've talked about it on this show before. When the movie business is good, sometimes it can be so good that it's stressful. Ooh. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah. Ant-Man is not stressful. Okay. It's going great. It's a massive hit. We'll talk about it. Um, but what's starting to, like... Like, when you look ahead at the release schedule, we got Ant-Man. Next week, we have all the Oscar movies coming back. Oh, jeez. Including Women Talking, which never played in, in... I don't think it played in Lancaster County, but it mm. definitely didn't play at Penn Cinema. So we have that coming, which is selling a lot of tickets. Jesus Revolution, Cocaine Bear, um, and then right on the heels, I'm going to get the order. It's, it's a little bit out of order, but we have... Shazam coming up. We have 65. We have John Wick coming up. We have um, Creed, Scream 6. Like, there's just a, there's a ton of content. And, like, by the time you get to the third week of March, it's going to be throwing elbows. Yeah. Like, because there's going to be movies. There's going to be two problems. There's going to be movies that should stay in the theater that have to go mm. to make room for a new movie. And there's going to be movies that um, should... Like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, they should get, like, one show a day, but they're not going to get that. You mm. know what I mean? So there's going to be a logjam. There's going to be good movies going out before their natural conclusion. You know what the solution is? Adding screens? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. There's some, I can see a lot of land. Yeah, there's some real estate. Yeah. Between, you can always go up, buddy. Right. <laughs> you can always go up. Right, that's what I need is more elevators what, in my life. Why Why do theaters, except for in the cities where there's right. already sky rises, right. why don't theaters go up? Well, there's a variety of reasons, <laughs> as the corn kid would say. A variety of games. A variety of games. <laughs> um, I don't, obviously every situation is different, but I know that when we looked at it, the cost of getting an audience up to the second floor is disproportionate. It's not like just adding square footage, because now your elevators you know, or your um, escalators or your stairwells, like those all need to be fire rated. You know, the fire exit plans, every theater on the second or third or fourth floor is gonna need its own fire escapes and you know, all this kind of safety stuff. So it's just more expensive to go up than out. Mm. But I would like to add screens in Lidditz. Yeah. But I'm not sure that it's financially viable. Mm. Every time we talk about the space between IMAX and the main building in Lidditz, I'm like, I would love to put another screen out there 
that has the infrastructure to host like private parties. Like, you know, when you go to the, a baseball game and you have like a skybox mm. and there's like a bunch of seats that are watching the game. And then there's also a, a little standing area in the back where there's like a buffet. Yes. Yeah. I would like to build a theater like that. A hundred seats. So a nice big theater. Right. And then your own popcorn, soda, candy bar in the back. Right. Private yeah. event, please. Private event. High or, end. Hear me out here. Hear, hear you out. Hear me out. We put in, because I'll, I'll come in and-, yeah. and, and, and You'll help. I'll, this will be this right. finally join the team. Okay. Right? Indoor glow mini golf. <laughs> Indoor, let me see. Indoor glow mini, IGMG. Okay, yeah. Right? Yeah, that'll work. And boom. Do you remember what you told me years ago when we were talking about expanding? We were on the podcast, and so we talked okay. about it. And you were like, uh, Penn. Well, why don't we put in, why don't you put in, you know what you should do? You should build a drive-in. <laughs> Did be I a, say that? That'd be an easy way to get a 16th screen. Did I say that? I believe so. Did I? We'll have to ask the abacus. But you did, right? And I did. Yeah. <laughs> and I think my response was, no, I will never do that. Right. And right. then we did. And then a little thing happened. Right. And you had to. Right. Yeah. All it took was a global pandemic, <laughs> and I saw the light. I'm just saying. Did you know we have a drive-in drive, th- drive in at uh, Huntington Valley as well? No. I, oh, yeah. yeah, around back, right? Yeah, around yeah, back. Yeah. We have the we have a great team at Huntington Valley. Nice. Shout out to Chelsea, who just kills it. And mm. she programs those movies, runs those events, and she makes them really special. Like, it's really fun to go to a drive It's fun at, at all the places. And, in fact, one of the things that Drew and I have been talking about in Lidditz is – working on our infrastructure out back for the drive-in to make mm-hmm. it even more like of an experience, you know? So, so yeah, so we're fully committed to continuing on with that. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, buddy. Wow. You ready to get into some news? Yeah. This is some news that I think will make people Laugh. like Frodo oh. really excited. And by that, I mean not excited. Yeah. I, I don't understand. You read the headline and then I want to hear you explain this to me. How to Train Your Dragon. Yes, this is a popular kids yeah, movie. It's like animated. Three or four of them, right? DreamWorks. Yeah. Very massively successful yeah. movie franchise. Right. Animated, obviously. Right. Guess right. what, Penn? It's coming back. Oh, oh, what up, dude? Oh, that's great. You ready? That's yeah, it's going to be live action. What? Yeah. No, it's going to be with real people. And a real dragon? Yeah. Oh, okay. They got the Game of Thrones dragons aren't doing anything anymore. <laughs> right. They, they really only have, like, you know, yeah. one horse ponies, really. Right. Yeah. So that is means. that the deal? Is it going to be Game of Thrones dragons? <laughs> <laughs> the same ones. Yes. But they're going to be playing cutesy, like, <laughs> right. like it's like when, a, when an, hey, a, an David, action action you think action they don't have comedy. You don't think they have range? I don't know. Those dragons. They're dramatic I, range. I guarantee you they have range. They can go from Game of Thrones. And they they started in that show as child actors. Right. And they grew into and they the grew, role. It's been so, fun to watch them grow over the years. Yeah, I mean, it's so great. See them go back and play something more classically funny. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them stretching their wings <laughs> a little bit. Now, here's the thing. Mm. It's based on the book series by Cressida Cow. The what now? Cressida Cow. No, the book series? Yeah. I did not know this was based on a book. Neither did I. Okay. So I don't know. <laughs> was it a movie that they then made a book series off of? Or mm. was it a book series that they then made a children's movie off of? And maybe the book series is a little more young adult. Mm. Or 
What if it's hardcore? <laughs> what if it is Game of Thrones? <laughs> How to train your dragon to burn down the village. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that's one of my fun conversations is when people always talk about like a, mo- a book that was made into a movie. And I always like to ask to challenge people. Movies that have been made into books. Mm. Do we know of any? Yes. And I read one. Called and... One. And, and so did I, I will argue that the book was more enjoyable than the movie. Well, that's just because that's what you do. Well, norm, I mean, it, it yeah, was, yeah, I mean I did. Harry Potter, I think the movies are better than the books. Oh. I am one of the few oh. people who okay. thinks that because I experienced the movies first. Interesting. You want to know? I give you one guess mm. of what movie it is Star Wars. I will give you one hint. Mm. Ready? Mm-hmm. John Travolta. Grease. No. John no. Wick. No, that's that's Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. John Travolta. You got um, one more guess. Oh. <laughs> Look who's talking. What? <laughs> Pulp Fiction. No, no. Face Off. Oh, really? With Nicolas Cage. I would have never. Yeah, it's a way better book. That's interesting. Than, than the crazy movie that it is. You know is. my favorite all-time book made into a movie? What's that? I'm not even kidding around. The Godfather. If you haven't read The Godfather and you're a fan of the if you're not a fan of the movie, whatever. But if you're a fan of the movie, reading the book is a great experience. It's such a good book. Based on true story, too. <laughs> what do we got next here? I have an actual true story for you. Mm. Uh, some news out of Disney. Say what? Yeah. The Marvels mm-hmm. is moving. That's supposed to come out in July. Late July summer movie has now been moved to November. That's Dune territory. That is Dune territory. I th- I like this. Yeah, why? I th- because they would not move Marvel, the Marvels, to November if they didn't think it was going to be bank. You think? Yes. Okay. I think this is a positive sign. Okay. And you could choose to say, like, oh, no, it's a delay, and that's because we all have PTSD from the COVID delays. But I'm saying I think this is a – and I'm completely talking out my ass right here. Just totally making this up, but this is my instinct. That's why it sounds like a horn. Right. (laughs) This is my instinct. I think that whoever's in charge of, you know, all this, maybe Kevin Feige himself. Mm, Probably. Has come to the conclusion that this movie's great. And that with a few more tweaks. I just imagine, like, we think of Disney as this big conglomerate thing. Right. And it's really like a big empty room. Kevin Faggy's just running around <laughs> <laughs> to all these stations. Right. <laughs> He's like, they're big, huge organizations. <laughs> He's just, yeah, Wizard of Oz. Right. Right. <laughs> they can never know it's just me. <laughs> right. Exactly. But no, seriously, I think that they. July 28th is a great release date. Okay. But November 10th is a better release date. Mm. But there's like a second half to that. Yes. So anyway, it also announced that the Haunted Mansion reboot is moving from August of this year up to the July date being vacated by the Marvels. To me, this is two-handed. Okay. I think you're right that Marvel is probably going to be a higher – the Marvels is probably going to be a higher performer because – right. They usually do put pretty good movies in November. Right. Right. But I feel like moving up uh, Haunted Mansion is almost like put it in with all the other stuff so that it gets lost. I disagree. I think, and I'm, 
I haven't studied the release schedule, but late summer uh-huh. is a great time for a family movie. Uh, I mean, that's gold. Late summer, everybody's been to camp. They've been to vacation. They're driving their parents nuts. They're bored. Everybody get the hell out of the house. Right? Did you go to camp? I did. What kind of camp? I did. I went to sleepaway camp. Sleepaway Yeah, camp? forever. You're still going. To I'm sleep still away. there. <laughs> My life. He's like, right. when does this start? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I went to sleepaway camp up in Lake Placid, New York, up in the sleep Adirondacks. Camp. Yeah. With the alligators. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. They sent a poor little city kid, a defenseless Brooklyn oh boy, God. up to die in the woods. The fresh air. <laughs> right. You were like, I can't breathe. There's not enough smoke. <laughs> well, a lot, of, a lot of camps, they go and you stay in one place, like you have like a camp mm. center. But the way this camp worked was like your parents dropped you off and then the camp would give you like a rucksack and then you had to find your way back to Brooklyn. <laughs> like you got 30 days to get home, son. <laughs> wow. I don't know that this, you went to camp. <laughs> what? My parents said that was camp. I think this was just the middle of the summer. That's your what they said all the kids did. Up, like, if you make it back by school, <laughs> right. you can get through the winter. <laughs> right. Oh my God. David, wow. would you believe me if I told you that at said camp, you're never going to believe this. You never. It's so. It's so out of character. Okay. I rode a horse. What? (laughs) Yeah. Crazy, right? I would have been more. I this if this turned into the big secret of why you hate cows so much. Right. That would have been. I I, rode a cow. (laughs) Right. Nope. No cows. But I was in charge of uh, the manure, the honey wagon. Wow. Oh yeah. It's the truth. Things you would never You're guess. A, a cowboy for life. That's though. it. That's you know? it. Yep. That explains the spurs. <laughs> right. Um, we never talked about them. I didn't think I, I could bring it up. Right. Well, spurs you know. on sneakers? <laughs> right. It's, yeah, running shoes? Right. Well, that's my own look. Yeah. You know? That's why when you're running, everyone hears you coming. Right. You get out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Uh, speaking of people getting out of their way. Yeah. Uh, Will Smith apparently survived at the end of I Am Legend. Did you know this? I did. Yeah. Do you remember when that came out? I remember. Do you remember when this part of it came out? I remember that you hated this movie. Oh, my God. I I do. Yes. I do. That's why I took great pleasure in seeing this in the show notes. I was like, oh, this is great. (laughs) (laughs) So you hated this movie the way it was, Mm -hmm. and then you found out there was an alternate ending in in which Will Smith survives. Right. And which do you hate more, the original or the alternate? Well, the alternate's more like the actual, is more like, did we talk about the book and how it's so much better? It's only 100 pages, Pen. Why are we talking about books again? You could, you could read this book and, and know. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Lidditz Family you're, Public Library Podcast. You're never going. With your host, <laughs> David Moulton. <laughs> All right. We're here once again this week to talk about our favorite books. And all the reading that we do. It's so much better than the movie. Let's go over the stories, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Okay. All right. In 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 the book, mm. right, there's, <laughs> there's <laughs> some sort of virus that gets out and turns everyone into undead vampires. Okay. Perfect. Right? I'm Not so far. hulking monster beasts. Mm. Like. Gotcha. They are 
shells of humans. They're like hulking monster beasts. Yeah. Okay. Like, like in the in the movie, they're yep. these they're these giant, super strong, mutated night creatures. They're not even we call them vampires. Mm-hmm. But in the book, they're like, you know, when you see someone like strung out on heroin, mm-hmm. like that's what you become. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you're just and then you're like dying basically, but you're a vampire and you're cra- and you're you go crazy. Right. And um so during, but they can't help themselves but sleep during the day. So during the day, he's like the only survivor. He travels into the city because he lives out, mm-hmm. and then he goes, and they're so asleep they can't wake him up. But he goes, and then sunlight burns them and kills them. He'll go into the building and then just drag them out into the street mm. so that they burn and die. Mm. And that's what he does during the day. And he doesn't live in Washington Square Park. No, no, he lives he on Long Island. He, well, no, he, he lives somewhere. I don't remember. Uh, Jersey. Yeah, Jersey Street, in the town. Uh, he, he lives like right outside of town. Right. Right. And and then every night he has these UV lights on the outside of his house, and they come in like a swarm. And some of them are really dumb, and some of them kind of have some personality, mm-hmm. but they're crazy, and they right. try and like all night they try and scream at him to get him to come out of the house so they can they can get him. Does he live in Hoboken with the cake boss? Does yes, so it's the same. If yes. you've seen Cake Boss, yes, it's the same thing. I thought there was a tie-in. So the whole thing is that he discovers at the end that society, that these people who come to his house, the monsters, is only like one percent of society because the virus, the, like at the beginning, was still mutating and it made this very small group hmm. of like crazy people, but the rest of the society adapted. And moved on to like a nightlife where they drink pig's blood, and it's just like regular society, but they exist at night. And when during the day they can't be awake at all because of the way their bodies sure, are. Yeah, it's like he, college kids. And he is the monster because he's the one breaking into their houses and and dragging normal like regular adjusted people yeah. out into the street and killing them. He is the monster. Oof. And so they come, like the police come and arrest him to take him to jail. And he realizes by the way that everyone looks at him in jail that he mm. was the monster the whole time. He is legend. I there's, am legend. There's that great uh, scene in chapter 10, I think it is. Yeah. My chapter 10, chapter 11, where he pokes his head out from the jail cell and he's like, hi. <laughs> What's up, dog? I'm the problem. It's me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now let's review the movie. Yeah. Right. Will Smith is a badass. Yes. Right? Yes, the hero. Right. Hitting golf he's, balls he's off just the battleship. The best. Yes. Love no him. No one could compare. And he's got that cool Ford truck. Right. Yep. And he runs and into the, the city and there's these giant monsters. Right. Hulking beasts. Hulking beasts. And he right. does whatever he can to avoid them. Mm. He sets some traps for them because mm-hmm. they're crazy beasts. Mm-hmm. But then he also captures them and does experiments on them right. to try and find a cure. Right. And then he finds other real people out there, and they soften his heart. And then at the end, he kills himself to save the regular people. What do they do to his heart? They soften. Soften it. Yeah, yeah. soften. Okay. With fabric softener. Yeah, softener. Softener, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so how disappointed were you when you saw this movie? Immensely. And I had to watch the horrible doggy die, the horrible scene of the doggy yeah. die. Yeah, no, that's brutal. Yeah. That's no good. That's why, as always, I liked the book better. Yeah. That's see yeah. finally. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Penn. Yeah. It was fun dragging you along. Do you think he lived in Weehawken with Alexander Hamilton? 
You know, I know he did. Yeah. I read <laughs> right. the book. Right, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the change with this is there's a deleted scene, and instead of killing himself, the monsters, he realizes that they're not all that evil, mm. and that the one that he kidnaps, he lets it go, and they leave him alone, and then he goes and finds a uh, survivor camp. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Obviously, you're not excited about a sequel. No. Right. Would you be on board if somebody rebooted I Am Legend more consistent with the book? No, I would love that. Yeah, that would be great. It would be amazing. Let's do it. But they've done three or four I Am Legends, and none of them have ever worked. It sucks. The Omega Man, that was I Am Legend yep. with Car- Charleston Heston. Mm. Carlton Heston. Carlton Cheston. Yeah. <laughs> He's the the junior varsity, <laughs> the less the lesser known <laughs> Carlson Cheston, <laughs> Carlos Cheston. Anyway, so they're making I Am Legend two, or right, maybe listen. is it going to be called I Am Still Legend? Listen, or I am more legend. Wait, David, this, I am legender. This just. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. I like that one. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I am legendary. <laughs> right? That's what it's got to be, right? <laughs> and then the the third one will be I am even more legendary. Yeah. Or if it's if they know it's the end one, I am legendist. <laughs> oh my god. All right. David, yeah. this just in. Yeah, we hate to interrupt your podcast, right. but there is actual news that just broke oh, snap. moments ago. While you were rambling on about literature and laying the <laughs> foundwork, laying the foundwork, found the foundwork, Found the foundry, the groundwork uh, for your upcoming literary library podcast. Mm. I was doing my job as a movie podcast guy. Hardly. To report this breaking <laughs> this breaking story, Hellboy, uh, Hellboy Crooked Man reboot uh, is set to be directed by Brian Taylor. Oh. Deadline is reporting today that the new film is set to be written by Hellboy creator Mike Mignola himself, alongside with frequent collaborator Chris Golden. The pair will be adapting their own graphic novel, Hellboy: The Crooked Man, which was a prequel set in the fifties. The description on Deadline reads, Hellboy and a rookie BPRD agent stranded in the 1950s rural Appalachia. There, they discover a small community haunted by witches, led by a local devil with a troubling connection to Hellboy's past. Dun-dun-dun, the Crooked Man. In the comic, by the way, the Crooked Man was an 18th century miser and war profiteer. Sounds like uh, the the bad guy in uh, Christmas Carol. What's the guy's name? The cheap guy? Scrooge? Yes. Sounds like Scrooge. Uh, 18th century miser and war profiteer named Jeremiah Scrooge Whitkins, who was hanged for his crimes, yet returned from hell as the region's legendarist resident devil. I hope this is good. I don't, do you, I don't know if you know this, mm. but I'm a huge Hellboy fan. I, I do know that. Yeah. Yes. I love Hellboy. Yep. What's not to love? Right. The art, mm-hmm. the writing. So mm-hmm. it's really cool that Mike McNoll is like writing. Right. With another Hellboy writer. Mm-hmm. I just hope they, they do it right. Well, I was just going to say, there's re- because it is who it is, there's reason to trust yeah. that this is going to be good. Yeah. Now, the first two Hellboy movies had a good feel to them. 
I thought. They're mm-hmm. not the greatest movies or whatever, but I thought they had a good, they felt Hellboy. Mm-hmm. Even though they weren't great, they felt Hellboy. The third movie, which was on, which was the reboot, looked like Hellboy, but didn't feel like Hellboy when you watched it. Mm. So maybe they can get it together. Maybe. And make it work. I think this is, I wasn't like, oh my God, excited when I read this, but I was definitely like, oh, cool. See, the thing that works for me in the Hellboy universe that works so well that makes you kind of love it is, and that they kind of don't do this with the movies, is that Hellboy exists in a world, but everyone just accepts it. Mm-hmm. Like, because they always try and do a fish out of water thing with the movie. Mm-hmm. But in the books, it's like, oh, it's crazy. Everyone's shocked that Hellboy exists. But then when he meets someone on the street, they're just like, well, okay then. Mm-hmm. All right. And they just kind of like move on with their, their right. life. Right. And I think that that's like one of like the beauties of, of the universe that they don't cover. Anyway. Interesting. Okay, our last piece of news before we move on to a long list of trailers is just a side note, because I'm guessing that uh, Frodo will be interested to know, we're bringing back some kids' movies. Ooh. Uh, I shouldn't say we're bringing back. Yeah, we're bringing back kids' movies, mostly because, like, we don't have a kids' movie in the building until April 7th. Guess who's back? Super Mario. Kids' movies are back. Yep. So the Lorax opening February 24th, and then we went old school, 1988. The Land Before Time. Land Before Time, man. Yeah, that's That's a classic, right? Super classic. It's a good one. Man, I remember the puppets you could get at McDonald's. (laughs) Remember them? No. You didn't have kids at the right time. Right. In 1988, I was not watching The Land Before Time. Definitely high at a Grateful Dead concert. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Definitely. There's. (laughs) On a different level. Right. right. (laughs) I probably was on a land before time. (laughs) Right. 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 Me, on the other hand, six year old David. David was getting happy meals with the puppets. Yeah, the puppets. Oh my God, they were so cool. (laughs) So. All right. Well, that's all the news fit to print. We had like a million trailers, and honestly, they're like the worst one is pretty good. Yeah, I had trouble with my uh, trailer of the week, although I picked, I did pick one. Okay. Do you have a Do you have a clear trailer of the week? <sighs> it's gonna surprise you. Okay. I have a blueback. Uh, blueback. Yeah. Is blueback uh, your trailer of the week? No. I have, I have a tough one. It's a Little Mermaid. Yeah, I have a tough one because. My trailer of the week isn't a movie. Let's do it a little differently this week. I'm going to read the, the full list. Rather, okay. than, Usually we go one at a time. Here's the full list. Okay. We got Fast 10 Your Seatbelts, mm. John Wick 4, The Flash, Assassin, Strays, Tetris, The Little Mermaid, Kandahar, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Blueback, and Operation Fortune. Rudiger. So what's your trailer of the week? Well, I, I want to talk about it, but I thought the trailer for The Flash was my trailer of the week. Yeah, that's my trailer. However, it's not coming to theaters, but I put it on here because I wish it would. Tetris. Tetris. Yes. I think that's a better trailer. I like that trailer more, but it's not coming to theaters. Tetris, so, the Tetris, so let's start there. Tetris is uh, coming to Apple TV. 
This is a movie about the genesis of Tetris. Uh, comes to Apple TV Plus on March 31st and looks amazing. And yeah. the trailer itself, in the craft, in the art of making a good trailer, the trailer, l- the movie looks great, and it's an incredibly well done trailer. Right. Uh, I wish it was coming to theaters. Maybe they'll do like a, yeah. a split thing when it gets closer. But um, if you're not familiar with the story of Tetris, that's the crazy thing. Right. Based on true story, and I know yeah. I say that as a joke a lot of times, but yeah. like actually based on an insane Cold War tra- <laughs> like right. like story of how this game out of out yeah. of Russia came out and it just right it, and became this phenomenon. Yeah. And I uh, like the scene where he's like, "What is that?" and he's like, "It's called a Game Boy." Yeah. And he's like, "Let's pack Tetris with it." And right. they're like, "What?" Huh? Yeah. So Tetris looks pretty amazing. Let's talk about the Flash. This, <clears throat> this one surprised me for being like as good as it is. Right. And uh, that shocked me. Here, here's my problem. I'm yeah. sorry. Did I? Did you want? What's your problem with Penn? All right. Here's my problem. With Penn. I'm. I'm gonna. What? Huh? What? This is my problem with Penn. My problem. With Penn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you my problem. This is my problem. Mm. My problem is this. My problem is this movie looks Wait, amazing. Is this your problem? My problem. This is my. This <laughs> okay. is it right here. This, this one right, here. This one okay. right here. All right. I was confused. Right. 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 Let me clarify. Okay. To reiterate. Yeah. This. This one here is my problem. Okay. All the other problems are not mine. No, no they're, they're right. definitely someone else. Somebody else's problem. <laughs> You're not gonna deal with them. Right. No, 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 no. <laughs> Over my pay grade. Yeah. But this one here, this is my problem. This is the one. This yeah. is my problem. Yeah. My problem is, this movie looks amazing. Aren't we supposed to be off Ezra Miller? Yes. And yes. I even did like some, like, I like I can't watch him. I, I feel like knowing what we know about Ezra Miller is going to ruin this movie. I think it's going to be a very hard sell now. I was I was watching, um, if you're not familiar with Straw, Straw Hat Goofy on TikTok and stuff, I, I definitely recommend if you're into movies, you check him out. He's great. Um, but he was saying... He was like encouraging people. He's like, this movie looks great. Like, you should go see it. And then he got like torn up for it. Mm-hmm. And he came back and he's like, I'm not supporting Ezra Miller. He's like, at no point did I say because of Ezra Miller. And he's like, I agree. He's horrible. He's doing horrible things. But a lot of people worked on this movie that are not right. Ezra Hundreds Miller. of people. Yeah. And they should not have to like lose out because this movie looks great. And it's not because of Ezra Miller. You have to. Like there are some times where you, you you shouldn't disconnect the two because like they put their horribleness into things, and he's like in this situation, imagine if the director of photography was the person doing all these things, would you not go see this movie? And you would never know. You would never know, and you'd go see this. Your movie. favorite movie of all time, the okay. director of photography could be some sort of awful criminal, but you just never knew because nobody cared to report it. Right. He's like, so don't support Ezra Miller. And the way that they fix this problem is if this movie is successful. They don't have Ezra Miller a part of anything for, like moving forward. They, if they move forward with it in some way, you know, so so that goes that goes to the rumor. Yeah, there's a rumor that they're going to introduce the guy from the Flash on the WB, mm-hmm. the TV show, right? Grant Gustin. Everyone loves him, and they're know. right. And they're the rumor is that he's going to be introduced in the movie as the new Flash. Mm. So it'll be the first time ever. A replacement actor, 
you know, like for the face of a franchise is introduced to replace the actor he's replacing. It would be like Ben Affleck showing up on the set with Christian Bale. Right. You know, yeah. it was unheard of. Right. But because of the way the timeline for the Flash works with multiverses and whatnot, it could be written and make perfect sense right. to the audience. They've met on, from what I understand on the show, Ezra Miller played a version of the Flash yeah. on the show. Yeah, so that's what yeah. I'm saying. They're obviously fluid with that. Um, I don't know. Cool. I mean, people love him as the Flash. Like he yeah. clearly knows what he's doing. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I, I Michael Shannon as General Zod is back in the picture, yeah. and Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton. Like this. Like I feel like I'm falling for it, but I don't even care because it looks so good. I know you're not familiar with the Flashpoint like story. I am. You are. You know why? Why? My boy Mark explained it all to me. Okay. Yeah. I have no problem with them putting Kara instead of Cal. For Superman, mm -hmm. like the whole thing is that like the Superman in this. So the way they're going to do it in the movie is it, versus the comics. In the comics, he creates a world where there are no meta humans, mm -hmm. uh, which is what they call like superpowered right. people. Except for Batman is the only one who exists because he's not a he's meta human. Not meta. He's just got right. that cool suit and he did that training with Raja Ghul. Right now in the in the uh, comics, it's it's Bruce's dad who becomes Batman because Bruce is the one that dies. But it doesn't matter. Right. The way that they're doing it in the movie, I, I love that they're saying the Batman 89 universe mm -hmm. is the universe because there's no Superman or anything. That's the universe with no metahumans. But the catch is it turns out that Superman did come, or in this case in the movie, Supergirl, did come to Earth, but the government nabbed them up and has been keeping them mm. underground. So they're like real skinny and because they haven't been getting sunlight right. radiation, which is how they get their power. Got to get that vitamin D. Yeah. And then, then Batman and Flash like break them out. And right. Yeah. It's like a big thing. I love that it's her. I think she looks great as Supergirl. Um, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I really enjoy it. It sucks that Ezra Miller is a douche, you know? Right. I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for this movie. I'm rooting for the DC extended universe. Yeah. This is the reboot. Yeah. James yeah. Gunn, this is the beginning. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Fast 10, your seatbelts. We don't, I mean, this looks like. Looks like it's, looks like what it's going to look like. It looks like it, this is a perfect example of this movie is going to be exactly what you think it's going to be. And that's awesome. I love Fast 10, your seatbelts. Yep. But I heard another one. Uh-oh. Fast 10, Furious. Fast and Furious. Right? All right. That's not as good as yours. No, no. I like Fast and Furious yeah. belts better. But I was like, oh, that works too. And I even got some buddies of mine re referring to that. Yeah? Yeah. When does Fast 10 your seatbelts open? Yeah. I, I have also heard someone said, uh, fasten your buttholes. Oh, <laughs> come on. So, All right. John Wick 4. John Wick 4. We've talked about this movie a lot. I thought this trailer was amazing. Yeah, it's good. I love the soundtrack. They remixed the theme from The Sopranos, Get Yourself a Gun. Um, comes out on March 24th. The The packaging of the trailer looks just, I can't wait for this movie. That final scene with like the dog and the cars. Yeah. And, like that just, yeah. I love that. So much personality. They really like brought this character's character to the trailer. Yeah. Which is hard to do in a, in a little trailer. I love the idea of him getting another dog and he's just like, oh, uh, God, why do I have to love? Right. Yeah. Assassins. Right. Yeah. This one, this is a classic. Um, this is what Bruce Willis is. One of his last movies, mm. um, digital on demand and select theaters. I think select theaters is code for video on demand. Yeah. It, uh, it's sad though. Cause it, he looks like he's 
reading his lines. The movie looks awful. It looks awful. I mean, everybody loves Bruce Willis, and that doesn't change anything. But Even this if Dominic, is... what's his name, is not bad, and he isn't it. Yeah. Um, but uh, and they just announced uh, Bruce Willis has moved into dementia. So right. Sad. Strays. This was my second favorite trailer of the week. This had. Did you watch the red band or the PG band? The green oh, band. Oh, I didn't know there was a red band one. I so PG all right, one. N- now listeners. This movie is called Strays, and it's one of those like voiceover, like look who's talking thing, where um, you know they show the animals and they show them talking. And I watched the Red Band version, and I was screaming, laughing. Really? Yeah, I was up here in my office, laughing my ass off. Okay, I've got to watch the Red Band one because I thought the green one looked cute, but not like I don't know. I wasn't really. There's a lot of f words. And that just, you know, you know how I love they an F word. Like, they talk about fun? <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. There's a lot of fun. Frank, fun. Right. right. Friends. Fried. Yeah. Yeah. French toast. <laughs> French toast. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. I, I can't think of any you other F words. There's no other F words. poles? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <you> exactly. Know. <laughs> exactly. But no, seriously, this is a movie from Universal. Uh, I didn't get a release date on it. It was not previously on my radar. Uh, Will Will Ferrell plays the main dog. Jamie Foxx is in it with him. And there's a lot of other people. This movie looks hilarious. Got to give props to Jeff, Jonathan, not Frank. Yeah. Jonathan. For sending this one in because yeah. I didn't hear about it until he did. Yeah. So. Thank you, Jonathan. That was... That w- that was close. To, that was close to my trailer of the week. Mm. If Flash wasn't on there, this would have been my trailer of the week. I literally was screaming, laughing at my desk. Something that looks better than it has any right to. <laughs> okay. Visually. Okay. Better than it has any right to. Mm-kay. Little Mermaid. Okay. I was like, I mean, I got, I love the Little Mermaid. I got a little soft spot for Little Mermaid. The music, I was like, oh, this doesn't look like. She looks like a mermaid. Doesn't look crazy, like bad. Not the CD's not bad. Then the the music kicked in. I was like, oh man, I do like those songs. I didn't recognize the song. I mean, there are so many iconic songs really? in this from the Little you Mermaid. Don't, you don't know part of this world. Not the part that I heard in the trailer. Part of no. Oh my God. Oh my God. He's singing, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> David's singing. <laughs> <laughs> if I could turn back time, <laughs> I didn't like that. I didn't like your rendition, and I didn't like it in the trailer. Well, I'm ex- don't get me wrong. Don't misunderstand me. I'm on board for this movie. I'm on board. Are you? I, I, I am. You didn't like my singing. I, <laughs> right. Well, wait. Let me back up. Are you singing in the movie? Uh, there might have been some consultation. TBD. Yeah, we'll see. I might make a special. I would for love you. for you to have a cameo in this movie. I would love to come in and edit the files in here and so that it's everything normal, but then when the singing happens, right. it's me. Yes, you should. You really should. That would be great. All right. So The Little Mermaid, that's just a teaser trailer. If you came in this weekend to watch Ant-Man, then you probably saw The Little Mermaid trailer. I thought it looked great. I, I, I never understand when a show has a super famous iconic song, why they don't use that song. Which one are you thinking of? I don't know. <laughs> but not the one that was in the trailer. Part of this world is there. <sighs> anyway. Kandahar is from VVS oh Films. It opens on May 26th. Looks like crap. You know what this movie looks like? Crap. It looks like Ger- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gerard Butler is, must be easy, like cheap as ever. And then they're like, you know what? There's like 
four miles of desert right. that my uncle owns. Right. And we could rent some, some Hummers. Right. And we'll just drive up and down. Right. We'll just keep making we'll, Gerard we'll, Butler movies. And we'll just we'll just right. make explosions. We'll figure the story out later. No, it doesn't matter. What story? Exactly. Why are we moving? We'll just say it's the Middle East. Everyone loves the Middle East. You know, they believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Talk to me, David. It's a solid trailer. The trailer was also on the front of Ant-Man Quantum Mania. Yeah, it's a good trailer. I, I, here's the thing, though. At this point, I'm so ready for this movie. Right. This trailer didn't do anything for me because I already want to see it. I already know it's going to be emotional. I already know it's going to be what we've seen, like the quality that we've seen before. I have no doubt. You know why I liked this trailer? What's that? I'm with you. Mm. It didn't. It didn't move the needle for Physically me. Like, or like spiritually, or? <laughs> right, right, right. all of the above, okay. David. Oh, forever. Oof. Thank God. Forever. Thank God. I loved. The, I liked this trailer because, like you, I already want to see this movie. Yeah. And the trailer didn't do anything for me to make me want to see the movie more or less or right. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I liked about this trailer is, it showed off Chris Pratt's comic. Chops. They did have a little bit more. A little more. Con- was, yeah. yeah. So to a broader audience that came in to see Ant-Man and they're sitting there watching that trailer, yeah. they thought to themselves, oh, that's right. I love Chris Pratt. I think that's the, there were two scenes in this trailer that I thought were like poignantly more funny than what we'd seen. Like when he's in the elevator and he's talking about how she's back and, yeah. and, uh, what's her face is like, yeah, it's basically the story. And then when he, they, she says that it should be those two in love, and right. he starts commenting on her eyes like that was like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was no, cool. that was really well done. Um, let's do Operation Fortune. Did you watch this? I didn't. Okay. I think I saw the first one. Yeah, this is a second trailer. We talked about the first trailer a while ago. Um, Statham, this, right? Yeah, Jason Statham, my boy, one of my all-time <laughs> yeah. favorites. My Someone good, you would never expect to snub anybody. Right. No, my good friend Jason Statham yeah. and my other good buddy, Aubrey Plaza, from Wilmington, Delaware. Yeah. They co-star. This movie looks cheap as hell, and I can't wait to see it. Yeah. You know it's what I mean? It's Guy Ritchie, though, right? Yeah, it's Guy yeah. Ritchie with uh, Hugh Grant and all the usual Guy Ritchie people. Yeah. Um, this movie, to use the vernacular that you and I have built up over time, this is a pizza movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen this a million times, and you can't wait to see it again. I do want to see this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's. last movie uh, is Blueback. I thought this trailer... Did you ever see Aquamarine? I don't think I did. This looked like a better version of Aquamarine, um, which was like a kid's movie, like a tween. It looks like a a tween. Yeah, yeah. So this movie is not really our movie. This is not for us. But for the audience that it's intended for, I think it looks beautiful. It looks great. And I love that they're... Visually, it does look really nice. Yeah, I love that they are um, taking a good environmental slant on it. And um, I don't know. Like, this is not a movie that I'm dying to see, and chances are decent. It might not even come to Penn Cinema, and even if it does, I might have something to do that day. But for the audience that comes out to see it, I bet they're going to love it. Mm, I bet you're right. It's called Blueback. It's about saving, uh, saving like the reefs in Australia, right? Uh, I don't know where – I forget where it takes place, but they, they, uh, they, they discover a, a blueback whale, which lives in no. the same – yeah. It's not a whale. No, it's like a fish. It's a giant fish. It's a giant fish. Not a whale. Okay. They just, <laughs> I said, easy, great beast. Whales are mammals. This is a fish. <laughs> this is a fish. Yeah, yeah I don't know. 
I'm not George Casanza. I'm There's, not a okay. marine biologist. Let me, let me explain it in a way that makes sense. Oh, for crying out loud. There's this fish that lives for like 50, 70 years. This mother and daughter <laughs> go and visit it all the time. Right. And it lives in like the reefs off the coast. And then these big bad developers. And these big bad developers come and they're like, we're getting ready to re- rid of the reefs so that we can bring boats in here. But they're And they're just like hunting the fish down and killing them. Mm. And this girl's like, but... Blueback lives there. Yeah. And I'm mad. So then. So they form some protests. They protest and they try and save Blueback. Would she feel the same about it if you so brazenly informed her it's a fish, not a mammal? Would she feel the same about it if she went away to college and it happened while she wasn't at home? Right. That's what happened to Amy and her piano. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, experience a little bit of the rest of the world. Let's right. See if you care so much. Right. <laughs> That's horrible, but it's true. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I don't know if that's true. I disagree it, with that statement. I mean. No, that's you. That's not me. <laughs> David's eyes right now. <laughs> He's so pleased with himself. <laughs> All right, moving on to our movie review this week. Oh, shit. We saw Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. It was pretty clever at the end when it says Ant-Man and then they reveal that Ant-Man is inside the name Quantum Mania. Did you notice that? No. So at the end of the movie, it says Ant oh, it says yes. Ant-Man and then it fills in the rest yes. and says Quantum Mania and I was like, "Oh, that was cool." That's clever. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that is cool. <laughs> yeah. So, so I had, um, I was standing in the lobby mm, at the chopper yeah. and these people came in and Just slicing some meat. Yep. And, uh, the kid at the chopper says, right. and I'm like, captain, you got to slow down. Cause I saw the customers. I could tell they were confused. And I said, captain, you gotta slow down because the customers can't understand you when you say it so fast. Mm. He said, okay, I'll slow down. So I watched this family heading down. They're heading down at least the correct hallway. And they're supposed to go to theater four, which is the first theater on the right. You can't miss it. And there's a gigantic display in the hallway that says Ant-Man Quantumania. 1.30 p.m. They get down the hall and they keep walking like towards the oh, no. So I chase them down. And I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, sir, sir, excuse me, sir. And he, they, they turn around. They're all looking at their tickets of, and you yeah. know, all like half confused. And I said, you're, you're right here in this theater. I, I, I overheard Chris tell you he was really fast and I could understand you didn't quite catch what he said. And the guy goes, no, 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 that's, that's not the theater we're going to. As I'm pointing to the theater that is his theater, hundred percent. I know what theater he's supposed to be in. And I, and he says, no, that's not our theater. And I said, oh, aren't you going to the one thirty Ant-Man? And he said, yeah, that theater is playing quantum mania. Come on, buddy. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> he goes, that dude's playing Quantum Mania. We're here to see Ant Man. I said, well, what did you say? What did I, you say? I said, it's the same. It's a, that's that is Ant Man. That's the same movie. <laughs> in my head, I was like, oh well. In that case, please head down to Theater Twelve. Keep going and enjoy Shrek. Yeah, you know, yeah, you'll figure it out. <laughs> right. We're going down to Theater Three where the movie started an hour ago. Uh, <laughs> I just, what was his response? 
No, it was. It, oh, okay. His response is like, oh, oh, okay. You know, here we go. Okay, you know. But it was like him and his wife and like two kids. Right. You know, and I'm like, I, the other part of me is like, where were the kids? Like, right. w- wouldn't the kids they, be like, they, they Dad, come on, it's you know, Ant Man lost yeah. quantum mania. Yeah, Ant Man is in the quantum mania. Yeah, everybody knows, knows that. that. <laughs> 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 All right, so that was my funny story about life with this. I also wanted to comment on two things mm. from a business point of view. Yeah, yeah. First of all, I'm sure you saw the news. It's tracking to break 100 million, which is awesome. It's going to blow right by 100 million. We're going to get to our reviews in a minute, but downstairs, everybody seems to be loving it. Almost everybody. Almost everybody. Encyclopedia Brown went out on his own Not. fragile little yeah. broken off shitty little limb yeah. all by himself. There's nobody on that limb except for him and well, reportedly the people he was with, which I don't believe. Well, I do. Okay. And I'll tell you why. The second thing I wanted to say. Now, you know, David. Yeah. I am not one. I don't mind admitting when I'm wrong. Mm. I mean, it's never happened, but... It, right, but if it would. If it would, you right. wouldn't mind. Right, right, right. Right, right, right. In, in years past, I have implied that 3D is like dead and buried. Mm. And as you may recall, Disney, starting with Black Panther, wanted some 3D shows because they wanted people to get ready for um, Avatar. Never heard of it, but yeah. And then there was another, I forget what, there was another Marvel movie where they were like, again, like kind of pushing, not obnoxiously. I forget what it was, but it's like, you know, a couple movies they have releasing where they want some 3D action. Again, trying to lay the groundwork for Thor, a a strategy which I disagreed with, but I went along with because like, you know, it's fine. Like it didn't, I didn't, I wasn't opposed to it. I just didn't share their enthusiasm. I'm here to tell you, I think they were right. Because ever since Avatar has opened, we have been playing other movies in 3D, and the 3D versions are doing better than the 2D versions. Uh, I, I do not say that, see that holding out. But yeah. No, I, I'm not sure that it will hold out or whatever, yeah. but the, the momentum from Avatar, Ant-Man is playing in 3D, and the, three, the 3D IMAX movies in Ant-Man are dramatically outpacing the 2D versions. Let's talk about the 3D for a second, okay. alone from the movie. Okay. This movie... Almost instantly, I was like, this was made for 3D. Yes. Did you watch 3D or 2D? No, I watched I, it in 2D. And not that I want to see it in 3D, because I don't, but I immediately thought, y- y- it's not like how it used to be, where they used to be like, whoa. Right. Right. The oh, there's fist, a yo-yo yeah, coming at you. At you. Yeah. But there are things yep. like modern 3D, or there are tells. Yeah. And there are things I was like, mm, this, I, this was not made to be watched in 2D. It was made to be watched in 3D. I watched this movie in regular 3D. Regular 3D. Not IMAX. Okay. I watched it in regular 3D. I loved it. Mm. When people ask me about this movie, I recommend either IMAX 3D or regular 3D, but definitely this is one where I'm like, pay the extra buck or whatever I, it is I, and see it in 3D. I, like I said, I don't really desire to see it in 3D, but at the same time, if you're the type of person who might enjoy 3D, you will totally go see it in yes. 3D. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's clearly made for it. Right. Very clearly made for it. And so then... Just to continue with the conversation on 3D, Titanic mm. was only available in 3D, which, by the way, I know that's a different company. Paramount re- re-released Titanic, but Titanic is James Cameron. Yeah. It's the same guy that insisted Avatar has to hold. So Avatar has to hold. We're not holding any 2D shows of Avatar. Right uh-huh. now, it's exclusively in 3D, as per James Cameron. By the way, Titanic, exclusively in 3D, is killing it. It's like our number two or three picture, depending on the day of the week. Mm. 
Now, Scream 6 opens in a couple weeks with 3D shows, and those shows are outpacing the 2D shows. Really? Yes. Isn't that interesting? Now, I'm, I, I agree with you. I tend to think that 3D will sort of fall backwards again. Mm-hmm. Although, aren't we like on a pace now to have a new Avatar movie? Like, is it every other year now? Uh, yeah. Hypothetically, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I can, I can say, like, maybe Disney knew what they were doing. Wow. Yeah. So, good for them. Wow. Well, let's get into Ant-Man. Okay. Please. And the Wasps. After you. Quantumania. Oh, by the way. Next week, we're going to watch Cocaine Bear. Mm, okay. I would like to propose, because I was asked this weekend, and I, I would like to, get, to, give, to give you the opportunity to prepare. Next week, can we do a little segment? My point is, Cocaine Bear is not going to take a long time to review. Oh. Can we also have a segment where somebody, where you explain to someone who doesn't know the difference between Marvel and DC? Okay. What's the difference between Marvel and DC? I know what it is. Are we going to bring someone on? No, 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 you. Oh. You're going to give us a little five-minute history lesson on the roots and the differences between DC and Marvel. Because for this? A friend of mine who does not listen to the podcast. Yeah. Jerk. Yeah. Yeah. So I gave him my best answer, but I thought to myself, you know what? This is really interesting. I would love to hear David. I would love to know how David would explain it. To someone who doesn't know, okay. like so, for example, this this friend of mine did not know. Like it, it was irrelevant that Ant Man was. I don't, I don't, what is that? Because I made a comment about, oh well, it's going to open like a Marvel movie, and he was like, I don't know what that means. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, get ready next week. Okay. I want your take on it. In okay. the meantime, this week, Ant Man. Now and the Wasp. Next week it'll be a week ago, but right now it's present. Quantum media. Yeah. I I enjoyed this movie a lot. I had a lot of fun. I think here's here's a controversial take. I, in my own personal ranking, would put this above Black Panther as far as movies that I enjoy. Because I think Black Panther is a better made movie, but is so incredibly heavy. I didn't have fun watching that movie this movie is not a better movie content wise however i had more fun watching it and thus i remember it more fondly preach yeah preach so that is my call on this is the dialogue bad sure it's not the best but it's solid it's fine for what it is and I think that I, I, there, one of the things that I didn't even think about beforehand that I think that, you know, they're like, oh, the dialogue's not that great. It avoided a lot of the science talk that the other two have. And one of the things I heard just yesterday when talking about Ant-Man was someone said, when I watch those movies, I have to accept that I'm not going to understand the science and just let go of it. Right. And this movie just let go of it. They're like, we're exploring the quantum realm. Instead of explaining what that is and how it works, move on. Great. Here we go. The houses have legs. Yeah. Yeah. And literally the houses have legs. Great. Yeah. Right. The ants, the ants are super smart. Why? Great. There's, don't you see they have computer chips on their head? Who cares? Clearly. I mean, duh. (laughs) Like. I couldn't agree with your assessment more. That's exactly how I felt. Right. 
And it was fine. I mean, there are a lot of times with certain movies where I might be the person complaining there's not enough explanation, but in the third volume of an ongoing universe of movies, right. I am at the point where I am okay not rehashing right. all of the things. Like, I can accept, I can suspend my disbelief as long as you don't do that with everything. I can suspend my disbelief yeah. for certain things. I completely agree. And I also thought the social social messaging was spot on in terms of like getting the message without being like heavy. Mm. Like all the, the messaging of the daughter, you know, protesting and telling the dad, like, like he, she's like, we got to stay and fight. And he's like, it's not our problem. And then she was like, just because it's not happening to you doesn't mean it's not your problem. Right. You know, and I felt like that in and of itself was like a great like message, but it wasn't like they didn't have to spend a long heartfelt conversation with 15 minutes of dramatic music, you know, like discussing the woes of the world. Right. Um, one of the things I liked about this movie was the portrayal, uh, portray, per, betrayal, betrayal, pre-trail, pre-trail, betrayal, detrail, detrail. Like the way they portrayed the free trail. Hope, I thought that she was. On one hand, I feel like she was pushed to the side a little bit. Mm -hmm. But here's what I liked about it: they set up instantly from the beginning. She's She's not the damsel in distress. Mm -hmm. She's not just the love interest. She right. runs a business. She saves the world on her own. She's almost more of a hero right, than, right. than Ant-Man is, but they, they're still a loving couple. There wasn't like, a lot of times they just introduce relationship conflict to give a relationship some sort of like- Context. Context. Yeah. But it's like, why would you be with someone if you don't get along with them right. most of the time? Right. Right. Like there doesn't have to be consistent relationship conflict and there isn't relationship conflict in this. There's no questioning right. whether or not they're going to be there for each other, whether or not they love each other. She's not the, she's not the damsel in distress. She's not like, she's not put to the side as, as anything lesser. She's got her own little adventure. She right. goes on. I mean, sure. He's the main focus, him and his daughter, but it, it's a movie. So it's got to have a main character. Yeah. So, and, and at the end they're just like, I love you. And there's no like, Great. oh my God, I never thought you were going to come for me or I questioned yeah. anything in our relationship. I thought that that was a great, in in some ways, I'm sure there's things I'm missing, but in some ways I thought that was a great step up in the portrayal of women in Marvel and not making them just just like the damsels yeah. that they that they tend to do. I love the daughter. I, are we going to see more of her, Cassie? Cassie, oh yeah. She is such a great character. So they're, they're putting together the Young Avengers and she's okay. one of the Young Avengers. Okay. Yeah. So perfect. And what did you think of Kang and the two uh, stingers? I loved Kang. Um, I thought that he was great. Uh, I one of the things. So I'm going to constantly be coming back to this because I think not enough people bring attention to it. The end of She-Hulk mm. was such a monumental thing, and people just go like, "What the hell was that?" Like it doesn't make any sense. They literally say at the end of She-Hulk, "We have a problem." and we're changing it from this point on in the universe, we're changing our formula in subtle, subtle ways. And we saw like Black Panther was more about um, uh, like the emotional context right. and like the character growth right. than it was the normal superhero stuff right. to the point where it made the superhero stuff took away from the movie, right? right? And, here, and here we have uh, 
like the other thing they do is they always kill off their bad guys. Right. You know? And here at the end of at the end of this one, it's a win, but is it? Right. And I, I love that there was it wasn't just a one off gag. The entire epilogue of the movie is like even in the good stuff, he's constantly like, did, wait, did we win? Right. He's walking down the street with the pizza. Scott right. Lang is. Like, but, yeah. but it's not just like that one gag with him walking down the pizza. Like right. every interaction he keeps, like you think he's moved on. He's like, cause we won. I mean, right. We did. He's dead though. Right. Isn't he? I mean, right. it's gotta be. Is he? Right. Yeah. So the only issue that I have with that is I, I did like the, the stingers. So, what was the the first one was first what? one was Scott Lang Scott Lang and the second one was all the Kangs, and the one Kang says to the other, um, "Oh, I bet you wish you were the one that killed Wait, him." What was the first one? Was that him walking down the street? I thought it was with the pizza. I or was that, that was, the end of the movie? That was the end of the movie. Oh, um, well then I'm forgetting what the first stinger was, but I know the second stinger was the three Kangs. Yeah, looking at their army of Kangs. Right. And talking about how they killed off the one that we just watched. That was the thing. I didn't like that they said he's dead. Yeah. I should they they I, I wish they would have said they defeated him. Cause but the, the Mark Ponce was explaining to me the three Kangs that right. were left, each of them is their own like has their own history, yeah. right? The the big one that, well yeah, they each have their own history, but the one um that looks like a pharaoh yeah. is one that went back and like conquered Egypt and he is one of the big first um, villains for the Fantastic Four. So it's kind of interesting that yeah. like that could be a Fantastic Four movie. Because each of these Kangs could be a movie on their own. Yeah. and uh, It's definitely going to be, don't you think the Kang is now the Phase 5 oh, yes, Thanos? Yeah. Because the, um, the last two movies of this era of, of it is there are two event, back-to-back Avengers movies. The first one's called the Kang Dynasty. Mm. The second one's called Secret Wars. When do those come out? Twenty six or yeah. seven or late? late. late they're late, like late. they're at the yeah. end. Yeah. They're, they're but they're in the path, they're yeah. the, the end game. All right. So the last bit of controversy, controversy, controversy. The last bit of controversy that I caught wind of was a couple people complaining about Modoc. Yes. Where Would do you, you, where do you land? Where do I land? Because uh, you want to know where I land? Yeah. Where I land is I, I had no idea what that was, so I thought it was like, oh, that's weird. You know, it's kind of yeah. kind of funny, and and you know, for me, like it worked, but I had no anticipation, I had no expectation, I didn't know what Modoc was. I had to have it explained to me. It looks goofy. Yeah. But how so else what? are you going to show? How are you going to show that character? Right. He's not a menacing. Like, there's no way that you take that out of a comic and make that character menacing. Right. Right. Even in the comics, he's a joke. Like uh, there was a time period where he was just a joke villain, mm. and then they kind of brought him back and made him more menacing within the last ten years or so. Yeah. But uh, as a result, I thought that it was played. Yeah. Well. And even um, Ant Man makes makes like a joke, like "Oh, you look like you're in a baby jumper." Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I'm. I and. But I, I like I, I, I like the character for being. He's like, oh, I'm Modoc now, and then right. and he's like, well, I don't know. People keep calling him Darren. Yeah, but he's like, I don't know. What, at one point, he's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be. Right. Like if I'm not Darren and I'm right. not Modoc, and that probably also leads into one of the worst parts of the movie, where she's like, well, just don't be a dick. I thought that was one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That was one of the dialogue parts where I was like, mm. "That's a voice. That's that's 
the voice of a generation of kids. Right. And that's why I didn't like it. It just felt like a call, like a, that was the message. Don't be a dick. But I think that's a valid message. Like, I feel like so many adults act like dicks. That's true. Like, I think that's a valid message. And like, we can't get you to care about the environment. We can't get you to care about animals. We can't get you to care about debt. Can't get you to care about war and inequality and all this kind of stuff. Can we just get you to stop being a dick? Right. You know, like, okay, start there. Square one. Just don't be a dick. Yeah. Which is sort of a sad commentary in and of itself. That that's how low the bar is. Right, right, <laughs> you know? right, right. But it is. I mean, that's, that's. That's, Yeah. I, I I love the fact that he in the beginning he comes across incredibly menacing, right? And everything, right. and then as soon as the, Kang's there, he's like, "No, don't talk to me." Yeah, don't, like he's obviously a peon, right? Um, I I'm totally fine with the reasoning for his giant head, like it didn't shrink with the rest of his body. I thought it was fine. I, the only disappointment is that they they, they resolve to make him aka like kind of good at the end. Um, but then they killed him off. Yeah. I didn't, he didn't need to die off. He could have been a, re- a recurring. I'm glad they killed him off. Yeah. Yeah. Although the ending, it was great. He's like, you meant you were like a brother to me. He's, was I? Was I? I'm glad I died in Avenger. Right. Ah. Did you? right, right, right. It was so well done. Yeah. That part was great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Avenger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so listen, uh, best movie I ever saw. Best movie I've ever seen. And I've seen movies since that movie. That's insane. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. That's insane. Still the best movie I ever saw. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Let's move into listeners' notes, questions, answers, comments, so forth and so on. You want to read this first one? No. I think you should. Okay. (laughs) First one comes from a listener that we barely know. No. But she writes in every now and then. It's crazy. It's It's a distant... It's a professional relationship. <laughs> Unonly professional at, at relationship. Best. Uh, this is from our friend Shady Lady. <laughs> she writes, somebody we barely know. Yeah. Right. And she writes in and says, I wonder, okay, so I'm going to read her note. And we're laughing because that's what we do best. Yeah. But she's asking a legit question, right? right. And it, I'm curious if any listeners care to respond. Right. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. (laughs) All right. Shady Lady writes in, who we love. Shady Lady writes in and says, I wonder if any other listeners struggle with this. It seems like after going under, after going under anesthesia, something happened to my visual brain connection that makes watching fast or spastic images, such as like during car chases, fight and fast action scenes, etc., well, half the movie's out. It basically blows my mind, making me dizzy, nauseous. It ruins the viewing pleasure. This phenomenon increased each time I had anesthesia. Sidebar. Why are you taking so much anesthesia, shady lady? What's going on in those sheds? Go, when you gotta go down, you gotta what's go down. It, what's in the sheds? <laughs> what's in the sheds? <laughs> okay, it's ruining the viewing, the viewing pleasure. I remember the last time my son and I were visiting my mom. My son and I visiting my mom. So the son's grandmother. Yeah. The son and his mom and his grandmother. Right. Okay. They were all visiting and she, the grandmother, asked us to turn off a show because she couldn't handle the fast-paced action. While we didn't understand it, we complied because we are loving and caring individuals. Have you ever heard of this before? I would be interested to know if any of the podcast listeners have... 
And I'm pretty sure that at least one of them will have some kind of explanation. Oh, I'm sorry. She was not asking if any of the listeners have, although I'm asking it. But she says, I would be interested to know if any of the podcasters, I think that's you and me. Oh. I, I would be interested to know if any of the podcasters have, and I am pretty sure that at least one of them will have some kind of explanation. I hope to God she's talking about you because I do not have any kind of explanation. I don't have any explanation. Yeah. All I have is a fear that this could, uh, you know, happen to me someday for no real related no, reason. That no would, connection. No connection right. whatsoever. Did you ever? Did you ever visit your grandma? Like, is your grandmother still alive? No. No. But back when she was, did you like ever go visit her? Like, with yeah, your, and with, your with mom my mom. With your mom, even. Yeah. yeah so you yeah. could really relate to this yeah, situation. It, it falls into my wheelhouse. You know what Amy and I have noticed? And I don't know if you're there yet or not, but yeah. we both have noticed that things we didn't understand about our parents and grandparents, we now completely relate to. Like when I'm driving and Amy is holding on for dear life as if I'm a stunt driver in a high-paced action scene, right. but really I'm just going around the corner to Southers. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she's like, it hurts my back when you go too fast. <laughs> Are you Grandma Tilly? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know? <laughs> then you suddenly know. Yeah. So anyway, you have any explanation for this? I don't. Yeah. Okay. I don't. All right. Except for that you're missing out. Yeah. So Shady Lady, I guess the answer is we will wait and see if anybody writes in that they can relate. Right. I also think it's interesting I would propose. If only you were married to a doctor. I would propose. I will ask my doctor wife yeah. about this. Doctor wife. But I would propose it has more to do just with getting old. Mm. Than the anesthesia. Than the anesthesia. Yeah. My exhibit A would be your mom. Like, in other words, grandma. Yeah. The grandmother, re re the grandmother referenced in this, in this email would be my exhibit A, that what you're experiencing is age-related, not anesthesia-related. Mm. What if True. you had an anesthesiologist whose name was Anastasia? Anastasia's anesthesia. Well, yes. She wrote her. She had her own. She should. Like, st like. Yes. She was. <laughs> yes. Yes. Get there. Contract. Get there. To come yes. into yes. the yes. Anesthesia's right. Anastasia's anesthesia. But I feel like hers would be like out of a van outside of a concert, and, and the <laughs> tanks would have flowers on them. Right. Of course. And her anesthesia would be served in balloons. <laughs> And called yeah, and called whippets. Right. Wow. So we had another person write in. Ooh. Right? Does and he know? Does he well, know? I mean <laughs> The Shadow knows. He definitely knows. You know what I love about the Shadows intro? <laughs> the static. Like because yeah. it's off a of vinyl or whatever. Like yeah. the, the stat is great. Perfect. So good. Uh, he says, okay, guys. Okay, guys. I know you think M. Knight has not done anything well, but Knock at the Cabin is a well-done, different, apocalyptic story. Anyway. What kind of story? Apocalyptic. I gotcha. Story. <laughs> it's not an apocalyptic story. It's apocalyptic, and it's also a story. Oh, gotcha. Both. Because there's a comma there. Right, right. A well-placed. Yeah. Comma. Anyway. <laughs> comma. Second comma. Watch it, you will enjoy it. He sounds like Yoda. 
Yeah, because there's not another comma there. Right. Watch it. There's a comma where there shouldn't be, right. but there's not a comma where there should be. <laughs> I so, feel like he just, it, he just loaded up his shotgun with commas <laughs> and shot it at the paper. You know, yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, it'll land wherever you want it to I'll land. figure it out. <laughs> they get five, and that's right, it. Right, right, Um all right, this is cool. He said, watch it. You'll enjoy it. It's not too long or too short. Um, I get, I, I appreciate the, the write-in, Shadow, because I'm going to go watch this movie on your record. Because I like M. Night. I consider myself a fan. I want to like M. Night. So I'm going to go watch this movie now that I know it's safe to get in. I will not. Okay. That's why nobody likes you. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Story of my life. We got one more. We got one more. <laughs> we do the gobble gobble. We do the turkey wobble. We do the gobble gobble. gobble, 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 gobble. You know what I downloaded over the weekend? <laughs> What's that? I don't know if you've heard of this. Mm. There's an extended dance edition of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, of, yeah. Of the Gibbles uh, intro. <laughs> it's like 16 minutes long. It's so yeah, long. Right. <laughs> and there's just people doing the dance. Right. <laughs> and they're, yeah. Do they have like turkey gobbles? What are they, they're like dressed up. They yeah. dress up as turkeys. Yeah. 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 And they get. Uh, Mr. Gobble wrote in. <laughs> Did this, did this make you laugh? It did. Yeah, this is a good one. It was a headline. You know what I love about him? My boy, he writes in a quick note. Yeah. It's yeah. it's never like, you know. Not a lot of explanation. Right. You'll figure it out yourself. It's perfect for me. Yeah. It's got the exact correct attention span. So if, you, if you're excited about the bear. The cocaine bear? Yeah. Imagine what a shark would do. And then he attached a letter about how a bunch of cocaine had fallen into the ocean <laughs> and they were trying to recover. If this isn't the sequel, right. I don't even no. want. Yeah. Why invest in the first if right. we're not getting this? Right, right. Absolutely. There needs to be a sequel and this needs to be the sequel. Yeah. And then a third one is Cocaine Bear and Cocaine Shark team up. <laughs> I, I thought it would be like Godzilla and King Kong, like they fight each other. I like the idea of the bear riding the shark, yeah, jumping out of the water. I think that's the that's the better option. See, that's why you're a better filmmaker than me. Like <laughs> clearly, right? I mean, I take the easy like bear versus shark, the third yeah. but you take it to that next level. I mean, maybe it starts off bear versus shark. Oh yes, yes, you know, yes. But then the bigger villain. They have to team up. The DPA or IPA or whatever the <laughs> department of. They of team whatever. up against the blueback. Yeah. <laughs> the, that's the sneak tie-in that you right. never saw. The fish mammal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whale man. <laughs> Easy great uh, oh, fish. Come on now. Look, if you want to be a part yeah. of the show like these people did, go Please. ahead and shoot us an email. Podcast at pensinema.com. Let's move on here. What are you doing? What, what's life outside of the theater been like for you? Pendulum catch him. Mystery Gobble turned us on to Slow Horses on Apple TV. I am completely obsessed. I, I mean, love this show. How long does it take him to get somewhere, though? All right. Very long. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm watching Slow Horses. Amy and I finally finished Inventing Anna, which oh. we loved. I started a show on Netflix called Lydia Poet, which is, uh, there's, a, there's a longer name for it. It's like uh, the law according to Lydia Poet or something like that. And there's two dots over the E which probably means something, but I, I don't know what it means. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and then I also watched, uh, it's a few years old, but I watched the, oh, so Lydia Poet is great. It's a, she's a detective in 1800s um, Italy and. Would it be great if you were like, 
South Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then it's a few years old, but I watched Jerry Seinfeld's uh, stand-up special, the one where at the beginning he jumps out of the helicopter. I think it's called 24 Hours to Live or Die. Mm. It's like a takeoff on James Bond. And um, Does it start off with the Ramones? Oh, no. 20, 20, 24 hours ago. Okay. I want to be sedated. Oh, my God, yes. No place to hide, no place to go. <laughs> I want to be sedated. But then if you're sedated, you won't like the action movies anymore. See, if they, had, if they had thought of that. Yeah, the Ramones, man. They, they would not they have wanted. know the consequences <laughs> right, they were right. walking into. <laughs> or the aging process. <laughs> yeah, right. or they were going to get older. Right. Yeah. Neither one works. Wait, <laughs> 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 wait. So I laughed my ass off. Jerry Seinfeld, the master. Yeah. Yeah. I had quite a busy time going on, but that didn't stop me from watching The Last of Us. Mm. Did you catch the last episode? No, I'm behind. (sighs) Honestly, I forgot about it. Well, you know what? This is why. I understand why, because normally it would have been on Sunday, and that was Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, right. However, they released it on Friday that week to get around Mm. Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. So now... Did you enjoy the Super Bowl? I didn't watch the Super Bowl. Oh, right. We discussed this last time. Yeah. So now you have two episodes to watch. Yeah. Unless you're, because you watch three, right? Right. Yeah. So right. Now, you'll, now you'll have, if you wait till tomorrow night, you'll have two right. episodes to right. watch. Yeah. Um, but then here's the big one. Mm. Thursday night. I was just like, well, tonight's the night that I'm going to do things that I've been putting off. Yes. Like, you know, bathe. Right. Brush my teeth. Brush my teeth. Once a week, whether they need them or not. Right. Maybe cut a hair. Right. Just one. No. You don't get crazy. Right. No, come on. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, what's this? What are people posting about? What? Hold on. Wait, what? What's going on here? Is this, is this really time? Couldn't that's, be. That's right. <gasps> Season three, Star Trek Picard. It's here. It's now. It's going on. It's happening. And I got to say, I really enjoyed the first episode because it seemed like it, it almost could be watched entirely without watching the first two seasons. And I think that's because they realized they're like, "Mm, maybe we kind of got this wrong. Maybe what people really want is all of the next generation crew doing next generation stuff. And then just like little cameos, cameos Mm -hmm. of them walking in and going, Hey, I'm still alive. Look at me. I'm pretty cool. Huh? All right. See you later. Thanks. (laughs) And like, you know, they're right. That's what I want from Star Trek Picard. I want them being like, Hey, you remember the mission that we went on in that one episode? Right. That was pretty cool. And I'm going to use something we learned now. Right. Also, is this a message from Jordy? Hey, he's still alive. All right. See you buddy. (laughs) Like that's, Because let's be honest, Picard wasn't an action star in the show. Oh, what? No. What? He wasn't the action star. He Mm. was great, but... Handsome devil. Yeah, but speaking of handsome devil, Riker was the the star. He was was supposed to be the action guy. Everybody knows that. Because Riker's the one who went down to the planet. (laughs) Right. While Picard stayed on the ship. Obviously. Duh. (laughs) Right. Right? So it's weird that now that Picard is 80, he's the one going on adventures. Right. So now well, they had a great part because it's him and Riker and they go to go on a ship. Right. And uh, they go to get on it and Picard's like, ah, oh, it's like stretching his hand. And he's to get it, like, he can't get it to wrap around the phaser. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and Riker's like, is those nerves? He's like, ah, yeah, I just can't move my fingers. Like, they just don't react. And then Riker's like, and my knees are killing me. So as long as we don't have to chase anyone or shoot anyone, <laughs> we'll be okay. 
<laughs> what is this like? Star Trek goes to old folks' home, <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, it's one episode. You know, could go, could go up or down, but yeah, yeah. it was enjoyable. Great, off to a good start. All right, look, that's it for the show. Yeah. Next week we're going to be watching Cocaine Bear. Now I don't want to railroad you into that because we also have all the Oscar movies coming back. I want to watch. I'll watch Cocaine. Okay, Bear. sweet. Yeah, we, we've seen a decent amount of the Oscar right. stuff. Let's watch something new. Okay, and crazy. Great. Uh, we're going to watch Cocaine Bear. Mm. You want to tell us about Cocaine Bear or anything else, literally anything else, yep. podcast at pencinema.com. That's right. how you get in touch with us. Right. But if you want to support the show, mm. Penn, what's the number one way to do that? And please don't say cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to take that out, <laughs> out of the equation, <laughs> I don't know what I can do for you. <laughs> There's no other way. <laughs> it leaves me all out of ideas. <laughs> What a lot of people have been doing. Yeah. I don't, did you read about this? I, did, well, did you hear about I didn't, this? I didn't actually. You no. didn't? No. Okay. Well, what, what people have been doing is they've been writing. Now, this is a two parter. Oh. You write, listen to the Pensino podcast on a rock. Uh huh. <laughs> a pretty good sized rock. <laughs> yeah. Right? And then you go to. <laughs> Then go on. <laughs> then you go to your local aquarium. <laughs> Every small town has one. You go to your local aquarium. Every small town, right? And you you find the display where they have the fish whales. Well, let, if you don't have an aquarium, go to the PetSmart. Go to the PetSmart and find an aquarium where they keep the fish whales. <laughs> and then chuck that bad boy rock. You got to sneak it in because aquariums. You don't want to break the glass. No, they're funny about you. No, David. No, this isn't a no, break. You're this not breaking not, the fish out. This is not vandalism. It's not jailbreak. No, we're talking about the poor fish. They're walking around. They don't know what they should be listening to. They're definitely to. walking around. <laughs> the, fish, the fish are definitely walking right, around. Right. The fish are walking around. Yeah. They don't know if they're mammals or fish or animals or what. What right. the hell's going on? Right. They're, <laughs> they're skimming through their phone. They don't know what to listen to. Yeah. They need a little direction, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Because we already got the people listening. We got all the people listening. Thanks to Top Ten Sarah, we got all the cats and dogs listening. Mm. But I feel like the, the fish are people, too. <laughs> the fish are people, the too. The fish are people, too. And they need a little support, yeah. a little direction. And, you know, they don't listen real great. But if you put it on a rock and throw it in the bottom of the aquarium... Mm. I feel like they're scrolling through their phones. It's like, weather balloon flows over in Nebraska under the sea. <laughs> Just trying to no, find the right station. No, they're not singing under the sea. No, no, no okay. All right. yeah. I thought my, my greatest hits made right, it. Right. No, I don't think they, they did. You know, like some people, some actors will make an album be great in Germany. Like, something right, right. under the sea for right. me. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. What if, what if the fish started listening to the show and then when you started singing, the glass broke? <laughs> <laughs> They're like small town aquariums around the country are reporting Bursting. massive bursts. <laughs> Researchers uh, cannot explain. <laughs> uh, the Pensino podcast, Fisher People too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, once again for the Pensino podcast, I'm uh, uh, I'm Pen Ketchum. <laughs> Take, Take care, party <laughs> Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. 
Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.